Discord. Welcome back to the Barefoot Punter. I'm your host as always, the Mug, your co-host, the Pope, and the Modler is with us as well. And of course, we take our inspiration from the Barefoot Investor, but instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the 2022 AFL and NRL season. Pope, 30 weeks so far, 31 tonight. This is the last episode of the Barefoot Punter for 2022. And it's a big welcome to the big show to you. Yeah, thank you for having me, Mark. And we're very fortunate that we are running in conjunction with the live Dallyems as we speak. The slick production that it is, the well oiled machine that is the Dallyems. We get to do a live podcast on that, which is clearly the reason we're doing this on a Wednesday night for the rugby league night of nights to uh, showcase the year that's been with uh, that award ceremony where they go round one to round 17, back to round six to round nine, just to uh, keep the keep the viewers on their toes, Mug. They don't really do that, do they? No, no, I've, um, <laughs> I've, I've put a fair bit on it. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> and it's a big welcome to the show, to the modeler. It's good to be here again. Um, it's been a lot of talk during the week about, you know, should we, keep it in its traditional time slot should we move it later in the week uh now it's sacred for a lot of people that early time slot but um yeah in the end pope's illness won out and we, we see the, the podcast move to the wednesday night he did and uh and apologies to the listeners that were scrambling looking for the podcast as they do late on a tuesday night or maybe first thing on a on a wednesday morning as we know wednesday morning is barefoot morning but uh not this week the pope was ill pope can you confirm to the listeners that you're back at full strength, that you're 100%. I'll probably have 84, Mug, but um, I'll put on a show for the capacity of the audience tonight. As I think I stated a couple of weeks ago, Ferrari comes out in September and October, so um, I'll rise to the occasion. Well, speaking of the Ferrari coming out in September, Pope, let's go back and have a quick recap of uh, and a bit of a betting review of what happened over the weekend. Uh, we had the big prelim uh, final weekend, of course, in the NRL. How did you go and how did you see them? Uh, yeah, I think we went two, maybe three for four, if we include totals, Mung, if I revisit eight days ago. I'll uh, start with the Friday night prelim, which was a high-quality fair in Townsville. And Cowboys probably be kicking themselves that uh, they couldn't get the job done up by eight points. But good for me. I was on Parramatta head-to-head, so that panned out well. And was on the overs there too, which is 42 and a half. So that, that covered... Quite comfortably, really. It was at 44 points in about the 63rd minute. So, start off the weekend positively there. And then Saturday night, we got a bit lucky. We said Penrith minus 19 plus, we said as well, wouldn't be a bad bet. And um, that also covered. But uh, if we have a bad bet segment, swings and roundabouts, that was a lucky win with uh, South Center 12 men for the last 15 minutes, which helped. The win by 20, but we also uh, obviously covered there the minus, but we set unders, which um, didn't get up in that one. So good weekend all in all, though, month for the wallet. Well done, Pope. Uh, good uh, good weekend. What about you, Modler? Yeah, uh, yeah, quiet weekend for me this week. Nothing on the AFL and on the league, just the one bet on South, uh, um, who, yeah, as, as Pope mentioned, they were up earlier as I kind of 
alluded to last week. I thought Penrith might be the slow out of the gates, but then um, yeah, just too too good in the end. The Panthers, um, and you know, doesn't help when all just runs through the team and plays ping pong with uh, was it Cody Walker? Was it just yeah, uh, it was. bounces off him like a pinball machine? So um, that set the tone for the second half, I think. That was the game that right there, wasn't it? Um, okay, and uh, and for myself in the AFL, we didn't really end up putting up any official uh, game bet, although the lean was to the Cats. Um, it's uh, hopefully the listeners, Pope, and, and the subscribers to the email uh, might have been able to decipher uh, some of the things I was talking about for the Norm Smith medal, and uh, hopefully. Um, some of the listeners might have been able to find Smith at $41 or better for the Norm Smith. Um, so hopefully the uh, the listeners got onto that one. Uh, Statsman was putting up um, a few different things. He, he had a couple little normie bets that obviously didn't get up and um, and he had some unders bets on, on the possessions. I don't, I don't think any of those got up, Pope, but what he, uh, what he just let me know a little bit later on, he said he had 21 unders bets for the day. Uh, 14 of them won, and uh, I think five out of the seven uh, of the ones of the losers were the ones he gave us. So uh, <laughs> he's had he's had a mare there for the listeners, uh, the stats man. So uh, we've had to spell him this week. Um, <laughs> in light of that, uh, they're coming with coming for blood. The listeners are on the back of that set. So uh, yeah, I, th- I think I think I think Ernst and Young might be might be ordering those books a little bit for stats man. He won't, he won't like this, but I think there's needs to be a bit of an order there about what, what occurred last Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, guys, the grand final, I mean, it was a bit of a, like, it was a bit of a fizzer in the end, wasn't it? It was, uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd come back out of the office uh, five, 10 minutes uh, into the first quarter. I was still trying to just balance what, what the hell I'd just done with all my Norm Smith medal bets. <laughs> and I walked out, I was like, oh, geez, I've missed the jump. And uh and she was, uh, you know, a couple of goals down, and and then Pope, my my, t- I was having problems with the TV. Pope, I was on standard definition. I felt like I was watching through Coke, Coke bottle glasses. I couldn't see. Um, finally, got the TV sorted, and then, uh, you know, by the time we got to that point, it was just about over. So, um, yeah, not the best grand final from a competitive point of view. But if you're a Geelong fan, or if you back Geelong, you'd be uh, enjoying that watch all the way. Yes, and so I think the I don't know if it was an enjoyable aspect, but they the fact they kept the foot to the floor most of it in itself was quite enjoyable. They played good footy throughout, didn't really have any lulls, which you can see when a team gets up by six or seven goals. So I think for the purest football, look, the quality that Geelong played compensated a little bit for the one-sided affair. Yeah, how do you see it, Modler? Whereabouts did you watch from? Uh, just a quiet one, quiet one at home. Um, just with some cheese and cheese and nibbles and those kind of things. Um, Real Melbourne uh, supporter style. Oh. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Here we go now. Now we get an insight. Hastings <laughs> Street properties on on the Sunshine Coast to the nibbles. We starting an insight into the uh, model lifestyle. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. I guess from a neutral point of view, it wasn't much of a spectacle. Good to see Selwood bow out um, yeah. on top and get the goal late in the game as well. And you know, the crowd obviously rose to the occasion when he kicked that goal. So that was, I guess, yeah, good to good to see from uh, from a neutral point of view. view. But um, yeah, otherwise, yeah, as as we mentioned, not much of a spectacle really. Yep, for sure. Well, uh, it's all over for another year of AFL, but of course, we turn our attention this weekend to the big NRL game. Uh, we've got the. Uh, the, the best of the West are coming together here, Pope, and it's uh, it's going to be a big clash. Um, 
we got uh, we might as well go through the prices. The prices, of course, coming to you from Top Sport. They've been our fantastic sponsor all year, and um, and they are a fantastic uh, bookie to bet with. <laughs> they're, they're like. I don't know these guys and and probably uh, bet fair like you know if you want to bet that this is probably the only place you can do it. Um, Top Sport they do a fantastic job. Um, you know they look after the punters. Uh, Tristan and the guys um, have been doing it for thirty plus years. And um, yeah, if you haven't signed up yet, I, I'll actually get something out on the email pretty soon to all the email subscribers. Uh, I'll speak to Tristan. We'll see if we can't get some sort of special offer uh, for uh, for a few people to get on board coming into the racing season. But um, but if you haven't got on board yet, go to topsport.com.au, uh, email Tristan and tell him you signed up because of the Barefoot Punter and uh, and get on board and, of course, download that app. The Top Sport prices that I'm looking at here, Pope, $1.35 Penrith. Jeez, that's uh, that's short stuff for a, for a big grand final, isn't it? And, uh, and Parramatta Eels, $3.25. And we're sat at eight and a half. Talk to us about it, Pope. Yeah, it's we've got a fairly recent sample. They played each other week one, Marg, and, and that went off minus seven and a half at home in Penrith. So if you take a straight line through that, minus eight and a half, something's changed in the course of three weeks to warrant Penrith getting rated better or Parramatta getting rated worse, if you if you look at it that way. So that's interesting. So Parramatta, probably a bit fortunate to be there. They weren't at their best Friday night, but conditions in towns were unique. And they came out with a win, which I think at this time of year is sort of all you can ask for. And this this matchup suits them in a lot of ways, I think. They play Penrith really well. Beat them twice this year, three occasions, and they lost by two points in the final series last year. So the recent history, they stack up really well against Penrith. And I think back in Sydney, um, what conditions out at Accor Stadium, not dissimilar to Combank. So I think they'll be well suited. As a result, I have to be on the side of the points here. The plus eight and a half I find really attractive in a grand final. Um, I'm a buyer of Pen, of Parramatta in recent weeks. I think they've been playing quite well. So I'm with them here, plus eight and a half. And I think the scoreline in Penrith, both Penrith finals matches, are a little bit deceptive. I don't think they're going quite as well as well, those score lines indicate week one, Moses went off with the HIA and they ran away the late. And South said 12 0 at 36 minutes on the weekend and they shot themselves in the foot in the last four minutes of the first half. So I don't think Penrith are necessarily um, firing on all cylinders. As a result, I'll be on Parramatta here. Now, the plus eight, eight and a half, I really like um, close game, but I'm also be on the head to head here. Uh, as well, but um, certainly the plus, which is a little bit different to how I've talked about this in the past. Mug went on the outsider, but I think grand final, Accor um, Stadium brings the conditions, can bring two teams close together. So really like the plus, but also like the head to head. Yeah, excellent, Pope. Okay, mate, thank you. Uh, thank you very much. I thought uh, you might be that way. Um, Modler, can you line up? Yeah, we're going to end the season with a bit of. Uh... Bit of alignment there. I'm liking Para as well. I've got them about 280 uh, at the moment. So I think, what was it, 325 you mentioned, Mug? Um, definitely a bet for me. And, and as I've been throughout the season and, and as Pope's alluded to as well, definitely splitting between the, the line and the, and the head-to-head there. Probably more on the line given the, the head-to-head price. 
Well, boys, a uh, consensus bet. I'm uh, I'm going to do uh, the honours here. It's been a big year for the barefoot punter, so I'm just going to uh, open something very special up right here. There we go. <laughs> just uh, enjoy a can. Here's to you, boys. Consensus bet uh, to finish us off uh, for the rest of the year. Uh, boys, thank you very much. That is uh, absolutely sensational. I might just come back to you both here just on how do we um, – so I know, uh, Pope, you've mentioned the head-to-head here. You've mentioned the line. Um, betting sort of unit strategy, Pope, would, would you care to talk to us about that? How, how do you approach this one? Yeah, if I'll say, yeah, two-unit strategy, let's say, yeah, if you want to go within a grand final, I guess. If purely, um, I'd go, bearing in mind, we're going to have other bets here too, yep. a little bit that we'll talk about. So I'd probably at this stage go a unit on the plus and not even – Depending on your risk appetite, I'd be I'd be even probably go a little bit more than that, 1.25 units, and half a unit at the attractive three dollars twenty-five at this point. Bear in mind, we probably want to keep a little bit up our sleeve for some more exotic markets that we'll talk about shortly. Very good. And uh, Modler yourself, uh, how, how would you be approaching this one? Yeah, if we're just talking about the uh, line and the head-to-head, I'd probably split it 70-30 line head-to-head. I'd say. Okay, that's uh, that's good for the listeners to know. Uh, a little bit of betting strategy, and uh, Pope, you've mentioned a few other bets. Uh, maybe we go to the total first. Um, that total thirty-eight is probably a little bit leaner than uh, than what we've seen for the back end of the uh, NRL season. Probably the second half, probably I'd say. Um, but uh, mate, how do you see that uh, number at thirty-eight? Yeah, I, I don't have a great read on this, unfortunately, for our listeners, I guess. Margot, I really thought I'd like the overs here earlier in the week. Um, then diving into the stats at Aqua Stadium, especially in big games, there's weather around Sydney leading into Sunday night. I'd probably lean more towards the unders now, but yeah. I think I think if I was to play it, I'd probably look at alternate unders. So I really think, I think last year's grand final had 26 points. Similar line, you can you can see it planning out. I guess the risk averse nature of a grand final, you can you can see it being twenty four points, twenty six, something like that. So that might be the way I play it. Find the bigger price, uh, the alternatives. I think there's a bigger upside there than than just the um, dollar ninety line at flat thirty eight. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Pope. And uh, and mate, you've just alluded uh, to some um, exotic markets or some some prop markets. Um, Mate, I know uh, you and your kind um, all love to get around these types of markets, the uh, the Churchill medal, the first try scorer, all this sort of stuff. What have you got lined up for us here? Yeah, one of the unique games, four games a year that we get to talk about this. So um, it's quite exciting, Mug. Touched on this in origin. Don't overthink it. There's only a certain number of players who can win this award. And for Penrith, I think there's probably four. I think Cleary can win it. I think Dylan Edwards can win it, Isaiah Yo can win it, and Toll, I think, in the right circumstances, he can. I'm, I'm leaving out some pretty key players there, but that's the way I see it. I think the clear price isn't wrong. I think it's right, but it's short. Like, it's $2.85 at top sport. It, if he wins, that's saying he's in for about 47% chance of Penrith win. I think that's right. But when you look at the price and the facts... Also, he'd have he'd be winning back to back Clive, so I think he'd have to play out of his skin for them to give it to him back to back years. There's a bit of downside of the price, so I'm gonna on the Penrith side of things, I'm gonna say Jose Yo at eleven dollars. 
is the bet for me here. He's, he's on the third line of betting for Penrith. I think it's a little bit juicy here. Um, that's changed as the week's gone on. I, I liked Edwards earlier in the week, but I like Yo, as I say. Um, one of four players then you win it. So the bigger price, $11, I like Isaiah from a Penrith side of things. If I'm not mistaken, Pope, uh, we were with him last year and he uh, um, gave a pretty strong account of himself. Yeah, he did. The, the thing with Isaiah, he's probably an 8 out of 10 every week. Like he's solid without being flashy. And as you know, on these awards, Mark, sometimes you need to do something a little bit out of the box, which which is a slight downside with Isaiah. He's not going to be that player. But I think at that price, plays 80 minutes. This is a minutes award. You've got to be on for the whole game really to win the award. So he's going to be there. He's going to be in the thick of it, both attack and defence. I think we I, I think we talked about him last year to the grand final as well, actually. But if it's a dare affair, he can stand out defensively. Yep. If Penrith are, um, score some tries and they're flying attacking-wise, he's going to be in the thick of it too. So I think you've got a bit upside there at $11. Yep. Okay. Excellent. So we're with uh, uh, Yo. Is, how do we say that? Yo? Is that how it is? Yeah, yeah, just yeah. a just a yo 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 with uh, the, the one yo yo. Okay, so we're with yo uh, there for uh, for the um, for the Panthers. And uh, what about on the parasite, Pope? Who do we think can win it from their perspective if they do manage to get up? Yeah, I similar. I don't think there's too many players who can really win this award. All things considered, like the. Their props have a big influence for them, but they play 45 minutes of the game. So I think that rules you out of Clive contention unless you have a blinder. Um, my man in this game is Dylan Brown at $16. Uh, again, Mitchell Moses, he's probably the right number at $8, but I just think if, if Parramatta win this award, sorry, if Parramatta to win the premiership, they probably need to score some points in the game. I think they need to score 20, 22 Therefore, Dylan's going to be pretty prevalent in attack. Um, the weakness in, Pe- in Penrith defensively is their right side. Dylan's on the left side for Paris. So I think they're going to go there a fair bit. So I think he can have a big game. He's a try scorer. If he can drag a try, um, that obviously helps out as well. But I think the $16 um, is a big price for him. I think off the top of my head, that makes him about a 21% chance. I think he's in for a little bit more for Parramatta. So... I think he's attractive at uh, 15-1. And how's his form, Pope? Is he, is, he's been a little bit quiet, Brown, or um, you think they're just sort of priming him up for a, for a big one? No, he has been quiet. That, that's good. That's good analysis, Mark. That is true. I, he's had a good year, though, and mm. I think if a player's had a good year, they often are probably don't have three or four bad games in a row. I, I, think, I think his form, um, you know, whether... It's the style of play, Paramount engaged in or whatever it might be. You are right in saying that, but I, I, I just think he's been quiet as opposed to being in poor form. So um, I think off the back of a big year, I still think he's got he's got a decent game in him in the ground. Okay. Ball. And so, Pope, that's uh, that's two players that you mentioned there for Para. Um, I think you said there might be three or four that can win it. Um who are those other people that you're perhaps thinking of are in the conversation? Not necessarily that you're wanting to bet yourself, but who who's in that conversation for Para? Uh, Mitchell Moses, uh, their talisman to a large extent, much maligned, and probably the part of the upside with him is the narrative um, is probably quite heavy. So, like he's been a maligned player his whole career, 
there's rugby league pedigree. He's had a kid last week and played a prelim. Like all that ties into the storyline a little bit. So he's one who can win eight dollars. Clint Gutherson at twelve, I think he's okay. too short yep. Yep. at that price. I think Brown should be shorter than Gutherson. Uh, Clint hasn't had a superb year, and Reed Marnie in the middle there, hooker, who um, plays eighty minutes as well, does a lot defensively, drives a lot in attack. He'd be their other player too at thirty-one. Yep. I think you could probably have a little little play at him at thirty-one as well. Um, if you can, I think that's a that's a quite a juicy price. Yeah, nice. Um, Modler, anything to add um, on those um, Clive tip upset? No, nothing really from a from a props perspective. I did have a question uh, without notice for Pope um, last week. Uh, Cleary started Mitch Kenny instead of Coruscant, and you know Penrith got off to a, a reasonably poor start. There's a bit of talk that that might happen again this week. Can you see that happening and, and how would that affect you're obviously on power anyway, but you know, how would that affect your strategy if it did happen? Yeah, it's it's good call model. They've done that in certainly both finals games, even might have been the back end of the regular season. And um I think the the idea is to shore things up defensively and when when the Miller Ruck gets fatigued, Appy comes into his own there. How it affects betting it didn't really factor that in the game itself, but it did factor in my Clive betting. I've stayed away from Appy as a result of that as a real contender. So I think he's played 56 minutes in the prelim and similar amount in week one. As I said, if um, if you're to win the award, especially the Ford, you've got to be playing 80. So I mean, that's, that's devil's advocate here, Pope. Could they be? Is that a strategy that they've played him low minutes in these lead up games with an idea of playing 80 minutes? Uh, this weekend, or is that just not something that he does ever? No, he he does, he's, and he's certainly capable, Mug. Um, and they, they could well be. He's been named at starting hooker, but he also has in previous weeks. So as the team's named at the moment, it's definitely a chance. But I think this current strategy has been successful in the first two finals. And as a result, I think they'll go with it again mm. in the grand final. Um, I don't think it, it, it seems to suit them the way they want to play. But from the betting side of things, the main impact for me is Clive. And I just think when you're playing three quarters of the game or or less, it's going to be very hard for him to win this award. Yeah. So that, that's the main impact for me. From a uh, outsider looking in, I, I find it, I think he's a terrific player. And I find it a bit odd that they don't have him on for the first 20 minutes of the game. But hey, uh, they're winning, aren't they? Um, okay. Um, Pope, first try scorer. Yeah, another one. We're not overthinking this one. Mark, we're going with some big names, but in a grand final, in for 38 points, you'll still get a decent price on these two. But the weaknesses of both these two teams are on the edges defensively. So we're going with Mike Acevo, first try scorer for Parramatta. And Brian Tottol, we're going for Penrith. It's not news to the listeners that wingers are attractive in first try scorer in big games, but even more so in this one. That This is where they're both weak defensively. And as a result, I think the opposition will be targeting those edges. So um, one of those, I think both, well, either Brian or Micah will get a look at it early. Um, and I think the prices are attractive enough to get involved. So, mate, we've got um, Brian Tottol at uh, he's he's on the first line of betting there at eight dollars uh, for the listeners at uh, at Toppy and uh, and Big Makaya Sivo is that uh, have I said that right? Makai Ma- 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 
Micah, yep. Micah Sivo is uh, $11. And uh, what an absolute specimen of a human he is. He is out of granite, that guy, isn't he? Uh, he's something that's unbelievable. Uh, there was um, there was some, is it, uh, is it Isaac Targo Pope, who's just an absolute wrecking ball for uh, Penrith? Is that the... Is that the guy? Does he does he does he really hit up hard on his runs? Is that him? I think I think you might be thinking the really army kick out. No, not really army. Okay. No, it might be uh, might be him. And the other one on the weekend that caught my eye, uh, Tamalolo. Like, geez, some of those runs on the weekend, I would not want to be for the life of me standing in the way of that. Like, they're just the physicality of his runs. What is he? 125 kilo, like just absolute steaming at you. Um, and but I did notice a guy for Penrith. I don't know if I don't know who it was, but he had a, a lot of momentum. I thought, geez, I wouldn't want to be standing in the way of them either. But anyway, we digress. Uh, Modler, any thoughts around that first try scorer for yourself? Uh, nothing specifically. I, I probably was going to lean Toto myself, um, just yep. a fan of his work, and you know, he's, he's yeah got it done in the past before, so probably happy to align with the Pope on that one for the granny. Very good. Um, all right, Pope, and uh, there are plenty of markets. I think Toppy's got 300 uh, markets up here <laughs> for this grand final and uh, and where it's only a Wednesday, so they might even have some more to go up before the end of the week. Was there anything else that was grabbing you in this grand final as we get closer to the big day? The only other one's probably an, there's any time try scorer I'll give you a couple of players there at a decent price. Again, we're chips in on Dylan here. I think if he is to have a big game, he's a try scorer for his position. So five dollars ten for any time I quite like for Dylan Brown. And also Liam Martin at four dollars thirty for Penrith. I he plays on the Cleary centric side, so he gets a look at the try line more than most back rowers, Mug. So I think um, there's, there is a world where Penrith do run away this game. So I think he's, he might, um, whichever way the game pans out, he gets to look at the trial line at some point. So I think the four dollars thirty is quite attractive for Liam. Yep. Okay. Uh, awesome. And uh, and Modlar, I don't know if you threw your eyes over any of that uh, anytime stuff. Uh, not so much anytime. One from left field, and this comes courtesy of uh, the King. So hopefully he doesn't. Uh, oh, very good. Yeah, we haven't heard from the King for a while, so. Uh, Good to hear his from pet. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on the on the WhatsApp a bit. Um, his his pet play, and that's more so if um, the narrative is if you know Penrith rack up a huge score. Cleary for last try scoring he tends to bob up a bit. I think it happened on the weekend in the prelim. Um, yeah, he I just scored, he scored uh, late, late. He scored late in one of those Origin games too, didn't he, uh, Modler? That's right. Yeah, he, he tends to get those uh, ones at the end, almost like a you know like a, a gimme little kick, little self kick through or something like that. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, and seventeen dollars I've just seen on Toppy, so uh, not not too uh, shabby those odds. Um, so yeah, if, if Penrith do happen to run away with it, then um, yeah, that one might be worth keeping in mind. Last try scorer, the King, coming through with a bit of gold. He's a uh, been a long time listener, contributor to the program, and a couple of different times too. Uh, the King, so uh, good to hear from him, and good to hear that tip up. That is uh, absolutely sensational. Well. 
Um, boys, just to uh, just to go back to and just revisit the charity bit, we actually didn't talk about that um, from last weekend. And Pope, I actually made a bit of a mistake. I I, I went the line, um, so I I left a bit on the table uh, with the head to head. I think we had two eighteen at the head to head, and I actually put the uh, mistakenly put the put the cash on the line. So um, maybe I'll just have to uh, I'll have to fund the difference uh, there myself for charity uh, <laughs> on that one. Um, but um, and we got what else did we get? Oh, and we had um, I had half stake fifty bucks on the Geelong line, and then I had a couple of those Specky uh, Norm Smith medals that didn't get up Atkins and Duncan, um, so we we dropped uh, fifty on that one. But of course, you know ninety uh, for the uh, NRL play and um, and forty five for the. Uh, for the for the cats line so another winning weekend for the charity bets which i think apart from our first or second week we've won every single week uh, just about with the charity bets and uh if i get that up now guys i've got the uh the running tally uh here so no pressure boys as we come into the uh the last uh weekend uh but i'll i'll get up the the running tally i'll just scroll down here here we go so we've wagered two thousand dollars uh, for uh, for charity, and uh, and we're sitting at six hundred and six dollars profit, um, which is uh, pretty handy. And uh, and for those uh, playing at home, uh, if we can get the pot there, Modler, we must be going pretty. I should be able to work that out off the top of my head, but it's too late in the evening for mental calculations. We're going at thirty percent. Uh, so, uh, so that's, they're pretty handy, pretty handy numbers. Uh, so hopefully a few of the listeners have been actually following the charity bets at home and, and loading into those themselves. They would have had a nice little sort of back end of the season. I think, um, we've been doing that for what must be 10 weeks, uh, with $2,000 wagered. So, um, yeah, $606 and 44 cents. And as I mentioned, I probably need to just top that up a little bit because of, uh, so there's probably, (laughs) there's probably another 30 bucks that needs to go on top there just to uh, sort that out because I shortchanged the Pope. Um, but uh, boys, where do we want to send the last 200? Last 200. Um, I, I need, I need Modler's uh, pragmatic nature here because I'm really tempted to just go at the bang at the 325 here. Ooh. Mug, really tempted. I know that goes against a little bit what we've talked the, about. The, but... the risk adverse Modler uh, won't like this, I don't think. <laughs> I, see, I'm not, I, see, I see the eyebrows go up. Element surprise from the mother. No, I'm I'm probably uh, not too uh, yeah not too opposed to that bet, um, especially given yeah there's a probably a healthy um, profit there in the in the charity thing to, to sort of fall back on. So um, yeah, more than happy to uh, get on the was it three twenty five? Is it straight out? And that yeah, might stick yeah, it over so- a grand for the for the uh, season if it, if it if it happens to get up. I mean that'll 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 take our pot down to uh, in one go we'll go from 30% to 17% uh, but um as long as we're uh, happy to finish on that note um I, I don't mind we can uh, we can whack the full 200 on on the nose. Yeah, let's do it. Let's uh all chips in chips in to finish here. Chips in and uh, worst case scenario we're still going to be uh having, you know, um, four hundred odd dollars for charity, um, which I'm more than happy to uh, to hand over to pass it on clothing um, as well. And um, guys, I guess uh, you know that's that's it for the year. And I just wanted to thank both of you boys. Um, 
probably uh, probably came pretty late notice. I think we were about a week or two before the start of the season. And I, I gave Pope a call and just sort of said, oh, mate, I don't know what to do this year about the barefoot. This is what I'm thinking. Do you want to do it? And um, and uh, thankfully, he uh, he said yes. And then I said, well, if you say yes, how about we raise up the modeler and see if we can get the modeler on board? So um, from me to you, boys, I just wanted to say thank you very much uh, for the year. Thank you for all of your insight and all the um, information and work and, and analysis that you've given to the punters. Uh, it's been absolutely outstanding. I know both of you boys have been running at 10% pots um, yourself personally uh, this year. So I'm sure uh, the listeners have, have taken a lot away from a, a lot of the tip-ups and, and hopefully we keep the, uh, the ball uh, rolling this weekend. So uh, thanks very much, boys. Yeah, I... I don't touch it last week, but uh, Mother, you've been fantastic all year. It's been great to have you board. But Mug, you, you drive all this. You basically me and Mother show up on Tuesday night. You deal with all the social media content, do the emails. You do the vast majority. So thank you very much. It's a uh, uh, very enjoyable podcast to be involved in. But behind the scenes, you're doing it all. So thank you to you for um, creating the content each week. No worries, boys. And uh, and guys, I'll get the email out on Thursday night for the last time uh, this uh, this year. And um, But what I would like, actually, is uh, for a few of the listeners just to provide, uh, if you can, just to reply back on the email. You know, it's, uh, I guess, working in the... Um, in the podcast world, you, you don't get much feedback um, around how you're actually going or if you enjoy the podcast or, or whatever it is. So uh, if, you, if you want to reply to the email, give us your thoughts around the podcast. If you want to um, you know, message me on Twitter, um, please uh, feel free to do so. Any feedback is, uh, is always uh, welcomed. And, um, and then we'll uh, reset and, uh, and see where we're at in the, uh, the new year. No massive commitments uh, just at this point in time, but, um, but give us five months off and I'm sure, uh, I'm sure we'll be back in some sort of uh, format one way or the other. Um, but just before we finish up, again, just a big thank you to Top Sport. You know, I, I reached out to Tristan um, just before the start of the footy season and um, you know, let him know who we were and the, you know, what we'd done for the last few years. And uh, he was more than happy to support the show. And, um, you know, I couldn't speak more highly of, of Tristan and, and Top Sport and, and what they do. So uh, I think they are a really good organization led by a very good man and, um, you know, stick with them, support them and, um, and make sure you, uh, you bet with those guys. But uh, boys, um, I, uh, I think that is an absolute wrap for the season. Maybe, maybe we can try this uh, as a bit of a uh, a communal sign off. Uh, on well, never been done before, Pope. But um, maybe I'll count us in on the count of three if we can all just go with the sign off, and that'll do us for two thousand and twenty-two. One, two, three. Gamble responsibly, gamble responsibly but more but importantly, more importantly gamble, to gamble to win. win. That didn't work very well, did it? <laughs> All right, guys. No, no, no surprise. It's probably my audio. That's, that's, that's <laughs> Thanks very much, guys. Um, we'll see you next year. Goodbye. Yeah.